Welcome back for part three of our season recap episode. In this final installment, you'll hear us talk about pro terps and the current seniors that may go pro, the outlook for the 2020 Maryland soccer season, and our thank yous and closing thoughts on this amazing year. Enjoy. The shot, a great save by Dane St. Clair. Shot by Matt DeRosa, and it's in! Matt DeRosa puts the Terps up 1-0. Sadich coming forward now, he had two last week. He winds up the left-footed shot, and it sneaks into the bottom corner. Bin outside the box, the shot with the right foot, and it's in! Paul Bin wins it for the Terps! Now Sadich plays inside the 18, the shot, and a goal for the Terps! Leaves it for Herbe, cutting it back to the middle, and it's in! Paul Bin gets the goal for Maryland. Elney has the room, he shoots it in. Maryland has a 1-0 lead on the goal from the senior, Sebastian Elney. Eli Cronali, the deep free kick sent into the box now. Hervé there, the back post, and it's through the legs and in. Donovan Vines is claiming it as the 6-5 man does a cartwheel on the far side, doubling Maryland's lead. And that'll do it. Maryland's California dreams have become a reality. For the first time in a decade, the Terps are national champions. Ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet and welcome your Ludwig Lowdown, featuring Brendan Hartlove and Joe Malfa. Now moving on, I'm going to just let's just run through. Pro I'm just running through. Pro I don't want to just hear your voice here, though. We're going to alternate. I got to hear Thomas. Uh, his, uh, okay. His, his accent. We'll, we'll alternate. <laughs> so I, I'll just do the whole kind of thing with the college showcase and Johannes and Eli because what they're doing the MLS this year is they're getting rid of the MLS Combine, which is when all the yes. players go it in January. Stupid. You know, it was a good thing they got it kind of, of. Yeah, and there's potential issues with it, but that's for a different podcast. And so what they're doing now is instead of doing it down in Florida in January or in California like they used to, um, it's now in the same location on the same weekend as the College Cup, which is not how it used to be. I love that. And that's so cool. now, yeah, so now all the MLS technical staffs are just going to one place to be able to have this college showcase and watch the College Cup. So what it is is now it's a three-day event in Raleigh this coming weekend. So this past weekend, probably when you're hearing this, the 13th through the 15th, it's in Raleigh. College Cup is in Cary, North Carolina. And so it's the same premise as the Combine. You're going to do all the same things. It's a little more closed door. Like I'm not going to be able to sit there and watch on my laptop like I normally do. But it's 40 players from freshmen to seniors. This does not have anything to do with your NCAA eligibility. It's actually hosted by the NCAA, so freshmen can go. And notable other players that Maryland's faced off against, and I think that could go pretty high in the draft, uh, Jack Hallahan uh, from Michigan, Aaron Malloy from Penn player. State, and Jack Mayer, who's still only a sophomore at Indiana. Now, again, this doesn't mean he's leaving, but, I mean, he could. He very well could. He's a fantastic player. And then players, obviously, on the College Cup teams that are playing that weekend are not included in the – that would be stupid – Stanford, Wake Forest, Georgetown, Virginia. So Maryland has two players, well, three seniors. One player is going to be at the combine. That's Johannes Bergman. So just kind of quickly to go through that, because I want to get your guys' take on this too. Johannes is, we talked about, he's kind of a different breed of center back a little bit. He's not the Donovan Pines. He's not a Jack Mayer or anything like that. So he led Maryland in minutes this year, had a very good season. But I'm interested to see where he kind of lands in this draft. If, if he goes kind of thing, because not only is he German, he takes up an international slot, which it's not worth me explaining, but that's a limited commodity in MLS. Right, yep. He's also 25 years old coming yeah, out of college. It, it's kind of stacked against him. A little bit. Like, um, I, I don't think he'll be drafted highly. I think I could see him winding up on a team later around, or I don't know what the exact rules are as far as signing college players after the draft. 
uh, especially because yeah. it's an international player. Uh, the international slot is what a lot of teams are going to get hung up yeah. on. But you watch him play, and to me, having been a Red Bull season ticket holder and yeah. like subjecting myself to that poor, poor <laughs> team the last couple of years, um, he strikes me as a really solid MLS player. Like, yeah. A, a stereotypical, um, really solid center back who yeah. can create out of the back is basically what he is. And he's yes, he's 25, and he's international slot. But at 25, an MLS team is probably going to get a good five to six years out of him, yeah. which is solid. I mean, in MLS terms, like yeah. five six years is, is very solid. You, you look to even some of the expansion teams. Like I don't, I know Inter Miami is going to be spending big, but and, I mean, and international, big, well, yeah, there is not, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be. You, you look to those teams like an FC Cincinnati, where you're trying to just kind of find off the scrap heap. Not that he's a scrap heap player, but you're yeah. just trying to find here and there like who you could plug in, and you could plug him right in. Yeah, he's, that's the good thing about being 25 is he's experienced and ready to be yeah. flopped right in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, I Anything? agree with that. I think um, I think my my perception or my experience watching MLS as well is that you get a lot of physical dudes, you get a lot of big guys, and mm-hmm. you get a lot of obviously just really good athletes. I think Bergman can maybe find a niche yeah. in that sense, and um. Yeah, you know, maybe that doesn't warrant a starting spot. Uh, more likely, fills out roster spot. May have to spend some time in the USL for That's a bit, but hopefully, you know, he does get a look. But to be honest, he's got that one of those kind of like analytical soccer minds. Yeah. To be fair, he is a soccer player. Yeah. And he will find something to do to do with the sport. Yeah. Yes. And he, he has the professional as as mentality. He, as too. long as he wants to. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't totally make predictions on these kinds of things, but if I had to guess, he would probably get drafted by a team. He'd go through the preseason, probably wouldn't make the final roster, goes to a USL team where there are kind of less roster restrictions that have yeah, kind comes, of. comes up as needed. Yeah. And maybe so. Prove himself. That, that's the thing. I don't think you can be, like, loaned to. Like, say he's drafted by DC United. This is just hypothetical because I know the system. Say he's drafted by DC United. For him to go on loan to Loudoun United, I think he still takes up an international slot on DC United's senior roster. So what I think he would do is he would probably be on a USL team and USL team alone. But then Aaron Long, like, this was a guy, came out of college, really kind of went through the back door through the USLs, and now is up playing at a pretty high level. So. Um, shouldn't be it, at the U.S. national team level, but that's not it's beside right. the point. Jamie Vardy, too busy drinking Red Bull vodkas <laughs> until four years ago, Premier League winner. Like, come on now. So Eli Cronalli. Um, <laughs> I think you could group the next two together, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to. Them. So Eli, the only thing is, like, Eli has the potential to sign a homegrown deal with Columbus Crew, like Alex did a few years ago, and he is not atten- neither Luke Brown nor. Eli are attending the college showcase, and it's different because it's only 40 players. I feel like the combine was normally more. I don't have the numbers to back that up, but so we have no idea. We yeah. have no idea what Just Eli's situation was, is, um, or Luke's. I haven't talked to either of them. They, I don't see why they would talk to me about those kinds of things, but no. we'll wait and see. I do see both of them playing at the next level. I mean, I, I don't think anybody will really disagree. It's just a matter at what level, and so we'll kind of see um, from there. So... Do we, Stephen, do we want me to just sprint through this kind of sprint, stuff? Honestly, mate, I don't know if uh, okay. much, if any, of this. Okay, <laughs> so so I'm just going to kind of go auctioneer and just rifle through this. So Zach Steffen still starting for – this is the rest of the Pro Turfs. Um, I, I'm not really sure why, why Joe's laughing so much over there. But Zach Steffen still starting for Fortuna Dusseldorf in the Bundesliga. Would you like to explain? I'm, I'm confused now. 
the headsets come off, so I'm just going to keep talking. Um, Zach Steffen still starting for Fortuna Dusseldorf in the Bundesliga with three games left until their winter break. So, like, end of, end of December to the end of January, they take a little break. They are third from bottom in the Bundesliga, but only the bottom two get relegated. Still a lot of soccer left to be played uh, in Dusseldorf, if that's the town. I don't really know. So then two of the guys that we don't really talk about, Mile Corbeau's graduated, I think that's – he graduated before you even got here, right? Got okay, here. so Mile Corbeau was a midfielder for Maryland, kind of played the attacking style now, was playing a little bit deeper. Graduated in 2015, played two years at Maryland after two years at Rutgers. So he kind of bounced around in the third divisions of Germany for a little bit, and now he's joined Go Ahead Eagles in the Dutch second division, which is not exactly – it's not an elite league, but it's not a, a nothing league. He's made 16 appearances for them this season – Playing 90 minutes almost every game. Tom gave a little look. What I mean is it's not the German third division. Sure. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's a step up for him. And he's made 16 appearances, playing almost the entire game. Has two goals and four assists. And just got an assist the other day, too. And, I mean, that's pretty good. He's going up against higher quality opponents than he would in some of those other leagues. So, Mile Corbeau is one to keep an eye on as well. Jay Krasansky, a little bit fresher in the memories of uh, some Terrapin fans. He playing over in Israel because he has an Israeli passport. In July, he joined Hapoel Afula. And, yes, I did look up how to pronounce that, and I still Very probably butchered it. That's in the Israeli second division. He's played 10 games so far this season. Scored his first goal for them on Monday, December 9th, so probably two Mondays ago by the time you're hearing this. Um, Venetius Lansad, Lansade, whatever we ended up calling him, <laughs> um, was a freshman last year for Maryland. It's a guy we haven't really talked about. We talked about all the guys they lost from the team and how he would he could have been a crucial piece for them could this year with, yeah. the, with the injuries. I, think we'd, I don't really think we counted him as a loss because we never really saw what he can do. But Not as much yeah. as we would have wanted to because yeah. um, you had him Arce and, and exactly. that kind of role. But he left the program after last year's freshman year to go pro. Um, he's joined uh, Club Estudiantes de la Plata in Argentina playing for their under-20 team. I don't know why that was funny either, Joe. I, I said it <laughs> no, correctly. I was, I was playing with the wire over here. With Tom. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was peeing Okay. Me. Anyways, and then uh, end of that MLS season happened a little while ago, and so the teams have kind of announced what they're doing contract-wise. And so just for some of the Terps, Subasa Endo and Patrick Wallens had their contracts picked up by Toronto. Omar Gonzalez is still there as well. As well. Um, <laughs> that was unnecessary. Um, Alex Cronali did not have his contract option exercised by Columbus Crew. That doesn't necessarily mean he's leaving, but it could mean he's leaving, but we'll kind of keep an eye on that as well as things progress. Um, Amar Sadich had his option picked up by Montreal, which kind of surprised me a little bit because he didn't really play at all last season, and now Thierry Henry is their head coach. So That's awesome. Omar Sadich is playing for Thierry Henry, which is just kind of cool to think about. Same player, really. Basically. <laughs> sure. Uh, Dane, Dane St. Clair's contract was already guaranteed for this upcoming year, and Chase, no surprise, had Woo! his option picked up. I mean, we are all aboard the Chase Gasper hype train. Um, here. And so Mikey Ambrose graduated from Maryland a few years ago, was playing at Atlanta United for a few seasons. His contract was declined by Atlanta, but then, and I'm not going to explain what this is because nobody cares, the re-entry draft. He's going to be playing for David Beckham's Inter-Miami team, the team that Beckham's owning. And then they also signed A.J. De La Garza, MLS veteran, former Terp, national champion. Um, MLS Cup champion, too. Yes, very true. But which one's more prestigious? Come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, and then locally, DC United exercised the options for Chris Adui-Achim, who's coming back from Hodgkin's lymphoma. Could have a pretty good season for them this year. Resigned Chris Seitz as their backup goalkeeper because they also just got Bill Hamid back. And then reportedly in negotiations to resign Gordon Wilde, who joined the team from Atlanta United last year. We'll see how that goes as well. And then kind of the last thing pro-Terps-wise is before – 
the next time we talk to you through the magic that is podcasting um, will be the U.S. national team January camp, which is when a lot of times MLS players are brought in to the January camp with the European season still underway. Um, and so I would argue Chase Gasper is a lock for that. He already yes. got called up for sure. that other one. Greg Berhalter, I mean, talking to Chase, he said that he's going to keep him on the, the radar. So I think Chase has a pretty good case to make in that camp. And then Donovan Pines, I think we could maybe see in that mix too. Definitely. Domestic, center back, it's a need. Either of you, any brief thoughts on Pro Terps? Not really too much to discuss, just yeah, a lot of really. a lot of administrative things. And so briefly, because we've been talking ourselves for over an hour and 15 minutes now. Woo. Um it's all been good stuff, I think. So I don't I think we've so. I don't think we've wasted a ton. Hey, it's, the, it's the last one you got to deal with for like a few months. So exactly. If you want to, you you divide it up into two different chunks. Literally you, do it. It's like yeah. uh, uh, the, 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 the whole uh, the whole uh, the the Netflix movie, The Irishman, that's yeah. getting rave reviews, but it's three and a half hours. There was an article out set, like showing the exact minutes that you can break it up into a four-part miniseries. Oh, wow. Break this up into a miniseries yeah. if you want. Listen, yeah. listen all of this, from the beginning yeah. through Sasha's interview, listen to the rest of it after it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really? all, all of this information is going to be relevant for yes. a little while. It's not exactly like this stuff This is evergreen that, for the next three or four months. Sure. So Jesus doesn't really make it evergreen. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. It's a, it's, a, it's a partial green. It's, it's a temporary uh, literally green. literally changes yeah. with the seasons. <laughs> um, anyway, As most so, plants do, Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> so. Thank you, botanist Tom. What? <laughs> 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 happening so outlook for next season joe since you will not be here for next season i uh-huh. uh, want to briefly give us what your kind of take is I, for I think, 2020 uh, wow that's a real year uh, yeah that's not yeah. a real year um <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna be writing you a paper check i i think that uh in my four years here the first two stellar supposed to have won the national championship failed against providence and then bottomed out the last five games of the season. Yeah. yeah. Third year, we were supposed to do nothing, won the national championship. Um, this year, we met exactly my expectations for the first time ever that we did exactly what I thought this team was going to do. Moral of the story, um, any way you slice it, this team is always going to be in contention. Mm-hmm. True. This team has made however many consecutive tournaments it is now for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as far as ceiling floor... The floor for this team, you know what you're getting for the floor. The floor for this team next year is making the tournament and a disappointing first-round exit. That's the absolute worst that's going to happen in this yeah. team next year. Sure. Um, I have very high hopes for this team next year. I don't think it'll – I think it'll fall somewhere between – now, I'm not talking playoff season because – Playoffs? Because <laughs> anything can happen once you get into the tournament, as we saw last year. But in terms of the regular season, this te- next year's team, I think, will fall somewhere in between the team that was my sophomore year – uh-huh. That lost a few games at the end of the season after starting on the big unbeaten streak. Yeah. And this year's team, that was 11 wins, uh, well, 10 wins in the regular season. Um, I guess, well, yeah, 10 wins in the regular season. Somewhere between hard. somewhere between those two. Yeah. Uh, I really think that the injuries, like I was touching on earlier, way earlier, will be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> it's like three days, days ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> will be a blessing in disguise and that, it gave the youth of this team a chance to get more experience, exposure, and a chance to kind of grow their talents. So now next year you have Hervé, Padilla, and um, Ben. 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 I, I don't know why I was blanking <laughs> on the third one. That's the one say. that I should have said first. Right. Um, you had those. You have those three guys coming back. It's been a long time that we've been in this room. Sorry for forgetting Paul. It's ben. Like we're you've losing got, oxygen. <laughs> you, you've got those three guys coming back. 
and there you're attacking three. Whatever formation they decide to use exactly, at the end of the day, you're going to have Hervé on the left, Ben on the right, and Padilla in the middle, probably. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, is why I see it. Um, <laughs> and as long as they're healthy and confident, that is very exciting. Yeah. And then you also have Malcolm Johnston in there, yep. and you have all the other youth in there. Mm -hmm. Combining the youth with what you're getting back from injury is going to be huge for this team. Like a new team. I think that they probably start the season somewhere ranked because of that in the top 15. They won't be ranked as highly as they were this year, obviously, as the defending national champion. Right. Uh, they'll probably be ranked somewhere between, if I had to guess, 9 and 15. As long as everybody stays healthy, which is not a guarantee, as we saw this year, mm -hmm. I think they probably finish somewhere in the realm of 13 regular season wins, uh, 12, 13 regular season wins, and probably finish the season ranked somewhere between 6 and 10. If I had to guess, that's kind of how I see next year. That was a lot more in depth than yeah. I was expecting Depen to go. I quite like that. <laughs> Depending on as long as the health is okay, yeah. Because of the youth that's coming in, freshman class, yeah. The current freshmen who are going to get older and have the experience this year, and the injured players coming back, mm -hmm. and the biggest trump card in all of this is that Sasha Zorowski is still the head coach. Um, this team is, is, I think, poised for another run next yeah. year again. Not necessarily a national championship because you never know. Again, with my freshman and soft and. And junior years being the examples. Yeah. Freshman year, undefeated, lose to Providence with a 4-1 lead. Mm -hmm. Junior year, team was left for dead, won the national championship. So you can't yeah, really yeah. predict what's going to happen after the regular season. But as far as the regular season, that's kind of my prediction for yeah. it. And so you and I don't have to go as in-depth because we yeah. get to You'll talk about it. You'll be here and you can talk about it more. Sure. This is last Joe's show. last hurrah. <laughs> but, but what I do next year at the end of the season want you to come back to this yeah. the same way you came back to Tom's predictions and show just how much smarter I am. Okay, okay, okay. Hold me to it. Chill. Here's the thing. <laughs> Um, next year, next year for me. Next year for me, you've got your shut up. You're coming off. <laughs> that was so unnecessary. Yeah. For those of you that didn't hear, Joe just said 1776 to Tom. For I really don't understand. Yeah. Why. Okay. Whatever. Um, okay. Look, I've lost my mojo now. For me, for you can't me, lose something you didn't have. <laughs> shut up. Um, this is chaos. For me, for me, it's gonna it's gonna have to be confidence for those first few games, right? You're coming, you're bringing a lot of guys back from injury. You're bringing freshmen back who, although may be feeling themselves a bit, you haven't got like your Eli Cugnali in there to mm -hmm. settle you down. You haven't got Johannes Bergman in there to settle you down. Mm -hmm. So I think you might see a bit of a rough start. That being said. You like you said, you bring back your bins, your Aves, your Padillas. At least you remember Bin's name. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then you've also got, in my opinion, two of the best fullbacks in yep. the country in that lineup. But to me, the biggest influence on this team could well be Ryan Bloomberg. That's who I was going to bring. Coming, up. coming I in think at it center is back. Bloomberg. I'm not sure. I haven't. Okay, sorry, the... sorry. I miss you very much, Ryan. <laughs> and uh, hi. Um, and that's, but, that's you met the guy. No. As far as what you were saying about like missing pieces he fits what they need exactly right that's why uh, was gonna be my well point, that's so the thing he's had a lot of experience at some really high levels yeah. just seeing him play in practice he is a commanding center back he is the loudest person on the pitch in a, and good, he, in a very good way in a very good way and he can pick a pass yeah and as a as a center back that's what you need yep. especially at the collegiate level so i think you're bringing in you're bringing back more talented players yeah you are adding one incredibly talented player in the heart of defense and to add to that, you've now got a team that knows each other a bit more. Yeah. Yes. So, but that being said, I think you might have some confidence issues mm -hmm. to start off. I think they'll come into the season unranked. Interesting. I think they'll come into the season unranked, but I think you'll I think, see. I, I think, think you uh, will see a meteoric rise. I can You're, see that. I think the voters will take. Well, the voters, the coaches, and whatnot. Um, I think <laughs> this polls mean nothing. Yeah, that's true. I think they'll take into account the fact that they are getting Hervé 
Finn and Padilla yeah. back, and that they're getting Blumberg into the lineup. I like to think so. And that they had a chance to get experience with the freshmen. Yeah, uh, sure. I think I don't think they just come in and throw darts at teams that they think should be ranked where they are. Yeah. So I think I think Fair. that's why I think they will somewhere be somewhere in ten to fifteen. Yeah. Uh, but here here's my here's my ultimate prediction. Uh, you're looking at college cup team. I could see it. I reckon, I, I reckon too. college in, cup. In what I was saying during my spiel, I I really like to stay away from postseason predictions because, like I said, you never know. Yeah. With, well, take last with, year for again, example. Not to beat this dead horse, but my freshman and junior years, undefeated, four to one lead, blew it. Junior year, left for dead, won the national championship. Yeah. But I can certainly see the makings of a college cup team that, as you're saying, struggles at the start, still finds a dozen wins, like yeah. I think, and then goes on a run. Yeah. So. so, and I will be very brief with this because you guys covered a lot of what I wanted to say. Nicholas Neumann will come into the season next year as a starter from day one. I hope so. Already, <laughs> he will. He will. Um, and he now has almost a full year, essentially a full year of college soccer being at least in the program and whatnot under his belt and was already fantastic this year. You return both DeRozas, who I agree with Tom, two of the better fullbacks in the nation. Now, Ben has been a starter before. This was Matt's first year as a true starter. He now has started yeah, an entire season at left back. I mean, it's Chase Gasper last year. So he now has that full se- that full season. Ryan Blumberg coming in. I have been so excited. I watched one of his first trainings back early last spring. And you were texting me. I was. Like I was so excited. Little girl. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, Johannes is and was a fantastic player, but I don't think he's exactly going to be a huge, huge loss when you have Blumberg coming in. You have Brett St. Martin, who has now started an entire season at center back. You have Nick Richardson, who was phenomenal this year, has a full season under his belt. Kovacic played a lot. You have all the freshmen, all the guys coming back. Eric Matzalevich will be a senior and had his best college season so far this year, and he's going to have a lot more service coming in with getting those guys back. And my ultimate prediction is the ultimate comeback story, Paul Ben for the second time lifting the National Championship trophy in Santa Barbara. All God, right. you so, hopeless romantic. Um, yeah, no, I know. I, but I, jo- I joked with him a little bit about that. But And I can tell you the team is very excited for next season as well. They have a lot of hope. I mean, Paul is revving to get back out there uh, when, when he can. And it's going to be a very, very fun year. And so, Joe, unfortunately you will not be – with yeah. us for it, but quickly, you have any closing thoughts on anything we've talked about, anything this season, anything next season, briefly? Well, it's been fantastic to have a platform on which to spew my frigid takes yes. everywhere. <laughs> yes, but it's most, quite chilly in here. Yeah, but <laughs> honestly, um, no, but mostly it's it's been a it's been a bit of an interesting season. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. a lot of ups and downs, but um, one thing that's always been fun, regardless of result, regardless of quality of performance is is being able to cover this team yeah and um these these have been a great group of lads and it's also been really eye-opening to kind of see how they've responded to some of this adversity yeah and you know you're probably going to thank everyone including oh, yeah. you know like brian padilla's dog if he <laughs> had one but um don't talk about cheating like that. <laughs> 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 no, but I, it's it's been a it's been a pleasure, and especially especially to you two, you've you've haven't taken the piss out of me too much. So uh, you haven't done a great job. Cheers, lads. Joe. Cheers, lads, and we'll and we'll miss you, Joe. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Four years, a lot of memories. It started off uh, freshman year. I just started doing women's soccer games, and then it was like a Wednesday, and I got a call from who was in charge of this at the time um, probably still Brendan no <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even college yet <laughs> yeah I know um, Liam maybe no no it was uh, it was somebody else oh, okay. um, and 
she said, hey, there's somebody got sick. Do you want to do the men's game tonight? And I was like, I don't think I'm qualified, but sure. And I did. <laughs> and uh, it was the night that they uh, played and beat Wisconsin in overtime. It was like the first time that they almost lost that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it was like, oh, you should just keep doing the men's games. So I just kept doing the men's games. And then ever since then, I was doing the men's nice. games. Um, and then uh, just, you know, the ups and downs, the – the highs of the undefeated streak, and then losing <laughs> to yeah, Providence, crushing. Um, uh, and then the national championship again. That season was the opposite. Started really low, finished really high. Uh, just a lot of fun, a lot of fun memories covering this team, and uh, it's something that's not going to leave because I know that I will be here at Ludwig next year for the big game. So, <laughs> how many times do you think about that? Call what was it? The Terps California dreams become a yes. reality. Grab the yes. what, yeah, pack the surfboard. What was it, Joe? Give me, well, give no, it to no, me no. one more okay, time. So the the surfboard one was the Kentucky. Kentucky. One. Yes. Okay. And then the uh, California oh, you were talking dreams about one. Yeah. The Terps uh, California was dreams the become intro. a reality. Maryland's For the first time in a decade, the Terps yes. are national champions. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I listened to that. My yes. lord. Just because it's in it's every, fun. it was. It and was then a great you got Brendan go for a team that, and then it. <laughs> Zach Solon recited that to me like verbatim <laughs> the other day. I was like, "Why do you know this?" I'm sorry, I have a few Martin Tyler oh. calls memorized, but Brendan Hartlove ones. Uh... <laughs> um, anything else, Joe? Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not going to be too distant. No. I'll be up no. Here, so. You'll, you'll be fine. So and then. You'll never walk alone, Joe. <laughs> yes, this is true. Tom was giving me a bunch of crap about because I listed out. I wrote down who I wanted to thank and everything because I didn't want to forget anybody. I'm not going to be like. We're going to have to start breaking out the violins to get you off stage. And you thought this was already a long podcast. No, I'm going to be quick. Uh, I mean, obviously, first, I mean. Get yourself a cup of coffee if you're listening. You're going to need a I lot of caffeine. I could have done by now. Okay. Um, I mean, for, first of all, the guys, like Tom said, we were able to be around them a lot this year. We had them all on the podcast, and they were very welcoming to us because the only way this kind of stuff gets done is with, with their help, having them on, having them cooperate, and being able to chat with us uh, both on and off the record and everything, just text them when we need something, whatever it might be. Um, they've all been great fun to be around, and I'm lucky that – I uh, got to know them this year, so the next year, even a little bit more. Just just getting close to them. Sasha, we have to thank for everything. For I mean, the first time I brought this idea up to him was at a coaching training session in, like, March or whatever. And all I said was, hey, I just want to let you know I'm going to be station director next year for WMC, and I want to do as much coverage of, of the team as we can. And he wasn't like, great, that's really cool. He was like, cool, let's set up a meeting. And, I mean, right from the get-go, he was fully on board with everything we wanted to do. He was, was about it. A, a great resource for, for us and has helped me a lot personally and has been willing to be our first ever recurring guest on the podcast. Yeah, uh, Very fitting. And I'm just very lucky that I, I get to work with such uh, an amazing coach at the head of this program that is so great with student media as well. Um, Taylor Smythe, Maryland Soccer SID. I mean, what a lot. yeah, he's put he's helped put all this together. He's the one that gives me the guys for interviews, lets me come to practice, all that kind of stuff. Runs through our booth when Brian Padilla tears his ACL to tell us right before we go on air. That all that kind of, of from all of us. Yes, thank, <laughs> thank you for that. Tom. Almost made it through the end. I knew Tom. it was gonna happen, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's true. He, he puts up with a lot and of texts from me. That at, one at, in. Yeah, he, he puts up with a lot of texts from me at the odd hour, um, just trying to plan you stuff up. out. And so, I mean, he's been fantastic, and I'm really fortunate I get to work with him too. Quickly, Bob Johnson, who recorded our intro. I know yes. we thanked him in the beginning of, of the year on on episode one, but he recorded our intro and then all the little bits you hear in between and the I outro. I learned that he speaks fluent Latvian. Really? Yes. You're kidding. Because when we uh, – he was a PA announcer for women's basketball yeah. too, and there was a, a Latvian player on the team, and uh, their SID went up to him 
to give a pronunciation. He was like, oh, I speak Latvian, and then he pronounced it perfectly. So Whoa. <laughs> I had yeah. talent. Oh, me, am I? I feel like Bob has a very, like, secret, like, other life that we don't know anything <laughs> yes. about. I heard he was a spy. I don't know if that's real or not, <laughs> but I would not. Apparently a Latvian spy. Yeah, seriously. Um, so, but no, Bob was fantastic, and he was. He, Putting he, a shift for the KGB that month. He. <laughs> Bob recorded a lot at the beginning of the year and told me if we need anything else, anything changed throughout the year. It was his idea to do the intro like he did. Yes. All like all that excitement because I just wanted to say you're listening to the Ludwig Lowdown, blah 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 blah. He did it like he does uh, the intros for the games, and I love that. That's I think great. it was a great great touch. So thank you, Bob. Max Marcella, co-station director. He took over all the football stuff this year so that I didn't have to worry about it, which allowed me to do all of this. Also, Joe's roommate. So, our other broadcasters that called the games when either Joe and I were on BTN or just doing the games with us. I mean, <coughs> specific. Yeah, you did one game. Come on. <laughs> you're you're going to have your moment in a second. Okay. Um, but Ben Curtis, who I did one of the episodes of the podcast with me, uh, Soccer Nut 2, James Mahoney, again, drove down to Wake Forest with me. And those guys, um, I mean, this was James's last soccer season as well. He's a senior. He'll graduate in the spring, though. Um, it was fantastic. Tom, I need to thank you I mean, as much <laughs> as it pains me. Just, I mean, from it was a long process of recruiting you to actually come and do this and everything. It really and was. It, it was. Several FaceTime calls over the summer and whatever it might have been. <laughs> um, and it, it worked. I got you here, and you've done exactly what, what I was hoping you would and, and more. You brought that insight, the analysis that you don't get anywhere else i would maybe argue in the nation the type of tactical analysis on college soccer that you get from tom I'm and blushing. then i made the mistake of putting you on air and on podcasts <laughs> and things like that but you were really good up until about two minutes ago um so thank you for that and i get one more year of doing this with you and joe i mean i'm not gonna start crying or anything but like i just want to thank you because that's, this has been two years now calling games with you my first ever maryland soccer game i called was with you at Audi Field, oh, that was yeah. the first Maryland. Right. That was first men's soccer game I ever called. I was, I was, crapping myself. I, I thought about doing it, but Tom, we'll leave yours. The <laughs> only one. The it only was one. For, it, big stage. I mean, it was first men's That's soccer fun. game I ever did, and you were right there to kind of keep me uh, calm and everything. And that was a lot of fun. And then we ended the year sharing a bed yes. together in Santa Barbara. Literally, wow. Um, yeah, wow. no, we, Joe and I got very Boys. close. Boys, um, but in that, I mean, Whoa. that whole that whole trip was one of the highlights of anything I've ever done, yeah, and a, a big part of it was that I was sharing it with you. So, um, that was that was fantastic, and just I mean, we did basketball games together. We've done so much together just over the past, I mean, really just two years, but it's been a lot of fun, and we're really gonna miss you. But I know you're gonna be I'll around. Be. I'll be getting text messages from you with, again the odd hour of the night about yes. Maryland soccer whatever it might be. Fantastic. Um, and we know you're going to do great big things after this, what, whatever it may be. So finally, we need to thank everybody that listened and supported and actually put up with us all year long that you listened. We had – I have the rough numbers. They're not entirely accurate. Like over 1,500 people listened to this podcast this year, wow. which is ridiculous. I That's added everything cool. up earlier. Yeah, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for actually – making this successful and making it actually work to the point where it's worth continuing yeah. um, that we can talk True. for this long. And then we had record listenership at WMUC this semester as a whole, just just completely shattering records we had. And I'm not li at liberty to disclose the, all of the numbers, but a lot of it was due to the soccer broadcast that we had. And we got crazy great listenership on all of our WMUC broadcasts that we did this year, the peak being almost 500 at Audi Field, yeah. which is more than, and I can say this, more than all of our football broadcasts put together this year for wow. WMUC. Yeah, Despite so. the fact that everyone must have tuned out when I came on the air at halftime. Yeah, yeah, that was that really <laughs> did us in. Um, Ouch. 
but and to I mean everybody that's texted us saying hey really enjoyed the podcast or yeah. just I mean I got a bunch of Snapchats when you do the Spotify end of year thing yeah. about like your most listened to podcast at least four people told me it was the Love Big Lowdown <laughs> and that fantastic. that was really kind of a proud moment and so just all of the 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 parents of the guys on the team that have come up and said hey we really enjoy the podcast i know the cornell has listened to it every time and coming from ohio and everything and so we just really need to thank everybody that listened put up with us and gave us feedback this year and that kind of goes into my last thing is if you have any feedback for us on what we did great what we did awful this year if we talked way too much if you want us to talk more whatever it might have been if you need to get brendan off air we understand yeah no i completely understand just please let us know, either text us, message us on Twitter, email, whatever it might be. We really want to hear everybody's feedback so we can take it into next year and kind of go above and beyond. And so we accomplished what I wanted to do this year, which was establish kind of a precedent for our coverage at WMC of Maryland men's soccer with the broadcast, the podcast, the writing. We've done all of those. We've created the relationship with the team. They seem to not hate us. And <laughs> I, I, I'm joking in saying that we have a great relationship with the guys, and that's what I wanted to get out of this year. And I think we were very successful in doing so. So, guys, again, thank you very, very much thank for you, everything. This is, it's been my pleasure, and it really has. And I think anybody that's listened to this knows that that is very true. So, thank you guys so much. That's they, they, still yeah, no, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, they're fine, Mom, Dad, I promise. Um, so, uh, for the last time in 2019... We thank Last you. Last time this decade. Last see time this decade. decade yeah, see you next decade. So for the final time, signing off for the Ludwig Lowdown on WMUC Sports Radio, your Terps, your station. Thanks for listening to the Ludwig Lowdown. We hope to have you right back here for the next edition with your hosts, Brendan Hartlove and Joe Malfa. Thanks, everybody, and go Terps. <laughs>